Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. It's uh, really great to be with you. Um, I'm a tiny bit hoarse because I was. Uh, cheering Newcastle, winning 5-1 against Aston Villa. And uh, it's really nice to be in Manchester to say we're the top of the league at the moment. It, it may not last long, but uh, there you go. I think it's really timely that um, what I've got to share with you comes on after what we've just heard, because some of it you'll notice is um, quite similar. I've actually written it down. I don't normally read from notes, but, you know, prophetic people... Why use one word when you can use 50? So I want to try and keep it as concise as possible, and it's not very concise. So here we go. So Revelation 19, 6 to 7 says this. Hallelujah. For the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let's rejoice and be glad and give him the glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and the bride has made herself ready. And I sense the Father's overwhelming love for the people of Ivy Church for you. And an eager anticipation of your attendance at the wedding feast that you've all been personally invited to is the Bride of Christ. He's excited as that day approaches and when he can turn to his son and say, let me present you with your bride, the bride you gave your life for. And who you've been waiting for, for so, so long. Isn't she so very, very beautiful? And this day's coming soon. It really is. But before that day can come, the bride has some work to do. There's a preparedness and a preparation that he's looking for in order to make you ready. He wants us ready. And he is joyfully serious about it. And so I want to bring this prophetic word to you as the church here. And it's a kind of preparatory word. It's like when you bring the builders in to start building. They clear the rubble first and then they build what's coming. It's got that sort of sense to it. And it's full of sober kind of challenge, but it's got lots of delightful reward attached to it. So 1 Peter 4.17 says this. It's time for judgment to begin with the house of God. The judgment of God in this setting is not a fearful thing, but it's a freeing thing. We don't have to fear the Old Testament punishment. We have the joy of New Testament forgiveness. His judgments today are to prepare us to be his bride for his son. Not to condemn us, but to get us ready. His judgment is serious, but it brings us joy and freedom as we surrender to it. And his longing is twofold. First of all, that his bride gets herself ready for the big day. And secondly, that those who have been sent invitations to the wedding feast, but have not yet checked their mail, should get the opportunity to RSVP the invitation as soon as possible. Because without them, the bride is incomplete. So here's what I believe he wants to say to you. Is Ivy Church this evening. It's made up of two parts. First part is the problem. 
The second part is the solution. So here's the first part, the problem. Jeremiah 2, verse 13 says this. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns, that can't hold water. And I sense the Holy Spirit calling you to a deeper level of commitment to him. A holy desperation that you've not known before to see his kingdom come. If you can do whatever it is that you're doing for God without him having to turn up, you have a broken system and he wants you to stop. If you can lead worship, if you can preach a great word or you can park cars without having to wholly rely on him and you aren't crying out to him for him to be the one true source, you have a broken system. If your heart is not crying out, help me, for without your presence on the journey, I'm lost. Then you're drinking from a broken system. If your structure replaces your absolute need for his presence, you have a broken system. He loves you too much to share you with anyone or anything else. And he loves the lost too much to let you share anything else with them in place of Jesus. And because of this, I sense the Holy Spirit is about to turn up the spiritual heat in this church. The temperature in this church is about to rise. So you start sweating more and your thirst increases. A thirst that only the one true spring of living water can satisfy. It is there that you'll find enough to meet your own need and the needs of the thirsty world. He's calling you up to a higher place in him where your reliance on him is wholehearted, where he becomes the only source that you drink from. His kindness is calling you to repentance. The things you build in your own strength, in your own lives, even those things that look useful from a distance for holding his presence are cracked and will not stand the test that God is about to bring. We heard about the battle that he's preparing us for. For some of you, this means the dry bones of what you're doing need the breath of God to bring new life to your service. To others, it means throwing the bones out altogether and pressing dangerously close because he has new areas of service for you and he's calling you to them because the bride must make herself ready. It's not got to be the same old, same old. This is a new day for you as a church and a much higher calling. So how can we do this? Here's the solution. Jeremiah 4.4 says this, break up your unplowed ground. Don't sow among thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Circumcise your hearts. And I want to leave you with three areas that God is speaking to you about. First of all, he wants to release the potential in your lives. I feel that God sees a huge, untapped area of potential for the seed of his kingdom to grow in this church community. He sees much of the ground in our lives unplowed. And it's ground that can release his potential in us. Unplowed ground is hard, it's stony, and it often is covered in weeds. 
And weeds are things which grow opportunistically. They look for an opportunity to put down roots and they consume the space that the seeds of God's kingdom should be growing in. And I sense that the Spirit is, uh, is called to you is to ask the Father to show you what and where the weeds are in your life. What consumes the, your time that bears no fruit? What makes you unproductive in the kingdom? His judgment is not coming to spoil your fun. He's coming to make you more fruitful. And I also sense that the Holy Spirit is saying to you that a plowed field is receptive to the seed of his kingdom. And he promises that you will receive a harvest 30, 60, or 100-fold as his kingdom grows in the new plowed areas of your life that you didn't even know existed. Those areas will start to blossom with new life and new giftings will spring up to your great surprise along with a fiery passion to see the lost connect with their savior and answer the invitation to the wedding feast. A sense that the Holy Spirit is wanting to plow some hard and stony areas of your lives starting tonight. His work is disruptive and inconvenient. It will hurt like hell, but will bring the joy of heaven to earth. So he's asking you right now, will you surrender to my plow? Will you let me uproot the sin that is drawing life from your field? Are you willing to pay the price of surrender that my kingdom demands? Second area is this. I believe he wants to bring a release to finances. As your potential is released, so finances will also be released. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to give you a new perspective on the finances that are available in the kingdom. If we sow among thorns, as Jeremiah said, then Jesus tells us that the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches will choke the growth of the seed. And I sense the Father has work for you to do that will require a reckless attitude towards finance in the sense that he's going to ask you to do things that are so far beyond your natural means to do it that it will be a laugh. It will be funny because it will be so impossible. But a broken cistern won't provide the means. Only the spring of living water can do this. I hear the Holy Spirit saying to you, will you allow me to tear the thorns the thorns of self-provision from the fallow ground of your heart. Their roots may go deep, but I go deeper. For those who say yes, the gift of faith for areas of financial provision for the kingdom will start to grow as the seed of the kingdom takes root. And the third point is this. He wants a release of prisoners. I also sense the Holy Spirit is calling you to a greater personal and corporate holiness that comes with increasing transparency, particularly in the area of healthy, accountable relationships in the church. Jeremiah told God's people, circumcise yourself to the Lord. Circumcise your hearts. There is a necessary circumcision of the heart for the bride to be ready for his return. But listen to this, no one 
Absolutely no one can circumcise themselves. As a side note, if God said to me, Philip, here's the sharpest scalpel I can make. Have at it. I would say, not a chance. (laughs) You can't do it yourself. Natural circumcision was the responsibility of a priest before God into whose hands you were willing to place your trust, among other things. It was not without risk. It was not without pain. But in surrendering it to it, you become part of a people separated to God. There are life issues and specific sin issues that only kingdom accountability can deal with. Kingdom accountability is not like worldly accountability, which looks to call you out for your mistakes and make you take the blame and cultivates a culture of shame. That is not kingdom accountability. Kingdom kingdom accountability calls you up, helps you fight your battles, and celebrates your victories as you pray for one another to become more like Jesus our source of living water. So I feel the Holy Spirit is wanting to grow an increasing culture of godly accountability in this church where sins are not swept under the carpet to be dealt with at a later date. I feel the Holy Spirit saying that if you sweep enough things under the carpet, sooner or later, you or someone else will trip over the lump in the carpet, fall and get injured. The media is full of Christian leaders who have done just that and are being held to account by the world. A culture of kingdom accountability prevents this from happening as we confess our sins one to another and pray for one another that we may be healed. There's a challenge to vulnerability and a requirement for a willingness to bring things out of the dark and into the light. Where, the power can be, where their power can be neutralized. Every area of our lives where issues remain in the dark is an area where Jesus is not Lord. And he insists on being Lord for the sake of his bride and the sake of the lost. So, will you abandon your comfortable structures in favor of his empowering presence? Will you say yes to the plow, whatever the cost, that will release your true potential in Christ Jesus? Will you recklessly trust him for the provision of finance that will build the kingdom? Will you say yes to accountable relationships that will keep you safe against the devil's schemes for the sake of the kingdom and for the sake of the lost? Yeah, well, those kind of words we end up putting on the website, and then that, that you know, we also stick on the wall, the wall for that in there, and we put them up there, and way old, way bigger, way older buildings, you know, we want to, so, you know, I imagine that for many of us, there's like an individual part of that too, because it's also a corporate thing, you know, here, and we see it all for the, in the Lord. Can you stand with it? The band is just going to come up. I know it's getting hot, I don't care. You have to work it up. But I just want us to. Be ready for the word that God intends going to bring for us. So if you're able to stand, we're just going to stand. Let me just sing that through one more time. Here as it is, here on earth as it is.
Kevin, if there's, um, can't hear a word like that from Phil and then you go, oh Phil, let's uh, just get on with the programme. You know? Although I'd be, uh, give you permission, circumstances aren't hard, but make our hearts ready to receive your word. 